G'day, it's Sunday, I'm Scott Gibbons and this is On The Road. So if you're ready to be on the road, I'm ready to be on the road, let's get on the road together and we're going to learn all about caravans and motorhomes and maybe some camper trailers and tents and places to go and see. We're going to explore Australia together. This is going to be fun. If you're ready, fasten the seatbelt, we're on the road. G'day, it's Scott Gibbons, we're on the road very nearly. Friday, they let us out. We we're allowed to have a couple of hours and meet a couple of people. I think, ah, thank goodness, we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And if you want to see the light at the end of the tunnel, as soon as that happens, you probably want to go on a trip. And if you're going to go on a trip, what about the Sapphire Coast? Oh, the Sapphire Coast. Uh, Jimmy, Benny, Ronda and I did this trip last year. And I'm telling you, it's a lovely, lovely trip. It's so easy. It's just an easy little drive. So the Sapphire Coast, you just head on down the south coast and you will end up in some lovely, lovely places. So the, the coast area there, it starts from the New South Wales-Victorian border and comes up to beyond central Tilba in the north. And it's just spectacular. So you'll have beaches and you'll have trees and you'll have waterways and everything you do is just going to be a memory. Just a memory. And nice memories you're going to make, I will bet you. So you'll go through the Yurubadala Shire and you'll head towards Batemans Bay. Bega, Bega is a wonderful place. If you want to base yourself out of somewhere, then Bega, because it's the business and the administrative heart, if you will, of the whole Bega Valley. And it's just lovely. It's a forested escarpment. And it's just, if you haven't been to the Bega Cheese Factory, I know you've heard about Bega Cheese. If you haven't been there, you've got to go. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. When they open that back up again for tourists, you will enjoy it. You will really enjoy it. It's the Bigger Cheese Factory. Everybody knows about Bigger Cheese. They're Australian. And what Bigger Cheese did was they bought back, they bought back Vegemite. So when every Aussie talks about Vegemite for years and years and years, we were talking about Aussie Vegemite that was owned by the Americans. Now... It's owned by the Australians again. So Bigger Cheese bought it back. So thank you to them. So you've got to go and see them. And while you, and, and there's wonderful things in there. They've got so much history to show you in their museum. And their milkshakes are fabulous. And their cafe there, outstanding. So you'll really have a good time just going to the Bigger Cheese factory. But then, of course, you can, apart from that, there's the Heritage Centre. You can pop in to see that. But you'll be able to taste cheeses, have a cup of tea, have a cup of coffee, as I say, have a, a milkshake. And, and there's wonderful things there. So the Spotted Cow, that's a shop that they've got there with a range of items for sale. And that's sourced from many, many of the local people and pretty good prices too. Pretty good. So then you've got the, the biggest, uh, the Pioneers Museum. You've got to go to that. Uh, that was once the family hotel. It was built in about 1858. It's the second oldest building in Bega. And now it has about 30,000 exhibits. Uh, and there's a, a military museum part of it. There's kitchen equipment. There's period clothing. You've got local artefacts. Uh, there's a horse-drawn... You'll love this. There's a horse-drawn ambulance. And it used to be kept at the police station during the 1800s. So things were a little bit different then, just a little bit different. So instead of dialing triple O, uh, you actually went in and you, you took your own horse, you picked up the ambulance... And then you went back to wherever your patient was and then you brought your patient back. So I don't know what the success rate was, but thank goodness things have changed a little bit now. Eh? Thank goodness for our heroes, our ambos and our paramedics and whatnot because they're just fabulous. So you'll love Bega. You've, you've got terrific things to do there. Then you can do a day trip if you want to Pambula. 
Pamela is just lovely. You've got so many things to do there. You've got beautiful waterways, pristine, pristine waterways. You can Maybe you can do an oyster tour there as well. Then you can head down to Eden. Now, Eden is just a, a natural wonder. It's a natural paradise on the Sapphire Coast. It's wonderful. So you've got the shores of Twofold Bay, and the locals will get you to explore the, the coastal wilderness there. You've got beautiful seafood. You, you might even catch something yourself. You'll see the fishermen unloading their catches. And, and it's, it's where the waters from the Antarctica meet the tropics from Australia. So it's wonderful. You, you've got the humpback whales. That's where they start their migration tour. So they, well, when, they, when they head north, that's where they sort of start the big journey, if you will. So terrific. you've even got the Eden Killer Whale Museum. So I tell you, you're not going to have any shortage of things to see. In, in the 1820s till about 1930, whales were hunted into Twofold Bay by men in open wooden boats. Could you imagine how much guts does that take? You're in an open wooden boat and you've got these monsters of the sea. Oh, wonderful. So then you had, you had they were led by old Tom. Old Tom was a, a whale that would lead the others in. <laughs> good on him. <laughs> And I think he got the choice of whatever he wanted to eat then, so that's good. Uh, you can drop into Snug Cove and enjoy a, a, a beautiful hands-on experience at the Marine Discovery Centre there. There's a, a touch tank filled with specimens that you're likely to find on the local beaches. and uh, Just terrific, just terrific. So you'll, you'll do so much marimbula. You've got to go to marimbula. You'll love that. You'll love marimbula. Then you can take a, a Sapphire Coast drive to Tathra. And that's a little, oh, it's a beautiful little seaside town. Um, it, it's got its own wooden wharf. The wooden wharf, you will love it. It's amazing. So it provided the link to the rest of Australia and the world. It's the only remaining open timber wharf on the eastern seaboard. So there's a museum there as well, so you can check that out. Oh, there's so much to do. One of the things you'll see there is models of shipping in the old days. And, and you, you'll see uh, Japanese maps of the area, of the coastline, showing the number of submarines that were operating in World War II and the ships that they sank. So, yeah. So Tartha is on a sealed road, uh, and it's just lovely. So you look out towards Horth, uh, Horseshoe Bay, Horseshoe Bay, yeah, Horseshoe Bay, uh, Fisherman's Wharf, you've got all of that. Uh, Zane Gray was an American paperback writer. He just loved fishing down there. And then you'll go towards Walliger Lake and Camel Rock, we saw all of those, just terrific. And, and then they were discovered by Bass and Flinders. Now, if you want to, you've got to go and find out about Bass and Flinders. If you want a real good story, Bass and Flinders, by golly, they're a couple of heroes. Just absolutely amazing people. So then you can do, go to the, the Maryvale Lavender Farm, and that's out along the Cabago Bermagui Road. Uh, put that on your list because that's lovely and you'll get the, the smell of that. It, it also in the area is the Montreal Goldfield. It's the only goldfield in Australia that was discovered on a beach. <laughs> so when they talk about the golden sands, I think they really meant it. <laughs> There's something good for you. So there's other things there. If you want to, you've got to go to Central Tilba. Central Tilba is amazing. It's a natural tr a National Trust classified village. And it's just... It's frozen in time. It's just, you will love it. You, you will see the architecture, you'll feel the township, you'll feel the quality, and the, the calibre of the of the shops in that there are just wonderful. You'll be able to spend hours and hours and hours. So there's a cheese shop and a lolly shop, and you've got the Emporium there, and you've got the Dromedary Hotel, and Central Tilba just has about everything to celebrate from about 180 years' worth of history. So you'll you'll love it. You will love it. And if you want to spot a bush camping, then you can go to Mystery Bay. 
that's nearby there and a caretaker if you'd like he'll take you around and uh, or he comes around and collects your camping fees and things like that you're right on the water you've got montague island as your backdrop you, you would have heard of montague island montague are just lovely so you've got 50 acres to choose from so you've got gentle waves uh, mystery bay you'll head north towards bateman's bay and you get a series of Oh, you've got Naruma, Badala, Tiros Head, Maruya, and, and everything in the Urubadala is just beautiful. You'll find there's amazing stone formations there, some of which are like oh, something in the order of 500 million years old. So this part of the coast, it's just unique. It's just unique. Um, if, if, it, if it could it tell of the ice ages, the ice ages and the sea level rises, and then you've got volcanic eruptions and then the inland seas. So Bateman's Bay is just delightful. So it's like treasures from the deep, they say. Treasures from the deep. So lovely. So if you're staying in Bateman's Bay, that's just a short drive south, you can go to Mogo. Now, if you haven't been to Mogo, you would have heard about Mogo recently with all the fires, all the fires that were going on. And Mogo Zoo, how the, the actual people who work at Mogo Zoo, they saved the zoo and they saved every animal. Unfortunately, some of the town of Mogo got burnt, totally destroyed, totally destroyed. And people I knew who had businesses there, they are still in shock, still in shock. But the zoo, they survived. And so the meerkats and the giraffes and the white lion and um, the fallow deer, everything is, is all there. And, and it's privately owned. It's a privately owned zoo, but there's barbecues there and there's picnic areas and a cafe and a gift shop. And it's lovely. So the Sapphire Coast, you will just love the Sapphire Coast. You'll just love it. You've got to do it. You've got to do it. Now, if you're going to do that, I guess while you've been home, you've had time to sort of think, well, I've got an ache here. I've got a pain there. Um, I'm not feeling so good about this. By golly, I'd love a massage. All of that. And, and if that's the case, then go to a website. It's called Niagara, N-I-A-G-A-R-A, niagara.com.au, an Australian company. Not only are they an Australian company, they're an Australian manufacturer. They manufacture, manufacture in Australia all of this lovely quality healthcare solution equipment and they sell it all the way through Australia, New Zealand and, and even into Asia. But this is proper stuff. This is proper, proper, proper stuff. So they manufacture, they distribute and they export it. It's medical devices. They sell all over the region, but all of their goods are listed on the Australian Register of Therapeutic Goods and with MedSafe in New Zealand as a Class 2A medical device. So what their equipment does, it's, it's called cycloid vibration therapy. Cycloid vibration therapy. Not a normal massage machine. This you have to experience. And the way you experience it is you give them a call. And when the world opens up again, they will send somebody out to give you a demonstration to show you how it works so that you can actually feel it for yourself. So it'll increase your local area blood flow. It'll assist in the reduction of your musculoskeletal pain. Uh, it'll increase your joint mobilization. It will reduce edema, which is the swelling, whether it's the a vascular cause or a lymphatic cause. Just amazing. So you've got to do it. Now I'm going to give you a phone number. So get your pencil handy. 1-800-601-121. 1-800-601-121. The website again is Niagara, just like the falls. Niagara, N-I-A-G-A-R-A dot com dot A-U. Ah, yes. And once you've called Niagara, you will know that you've got 
is something wonderful. If you're going to talk about something wonderful, then you've got to talk about Doug Parkinson. And let's listen to Doug Parkinson sing something wonderful. Here it is now, Doug Parkinson, something wonderful. And you give Niagara a call or just go to their website, niagara.com.au. Here's Doug Parkinson for you. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons. We're on the road. We're going to be on the road again real soon. Let's go and enjoy Doug Parkinson. What you would have him say But now and then he'll say Something wonderful The thoughtless things he'll do Will hurt and Oh, yeah, Doug Parkinson, something wonderful. That's so, so good. I love Doug's voice. I just love Doug's voice. Now, Cowra, Cowra. Have you been to Cowra? If you haven't been to Cowra, let me say I reckon you've missed out. It is just a fabulous place. And one of the best places, and this is true, one of the best places in Cowra, because we were there, oh, what, about uh, less than a year ago, and we did a terrific tour all the way through. It's a fabulous place. Fabulous place. It's about, from Parramatta, about 280-odd kilometres, 280-odd kilometres, less than four hours, if you will, but a lovely place. And and you just head out west, go out on the Great Western Highway, and you will get to Cowra. Now, there's a visitor's information centre there, and you've got to go to this. You've got it, It's an essential first stop, if you like, is the visitor's information centre, because it's home to Clare. Now, you probably haven't met Clare yet unless you've been to Cowra and you've been to the visitor centre, but Clare, it's the story of a local girl who tells her personal account about the Cowra breakout. Now, if you don't know about the Cowra breakout, then go on to Google and look up Cowra, C-O-W-R-A, Cowra breakout. 
Oh, by golly. It's, it is a, it's an amazing, amazing story. And seeing we had Anzac last week, uh, then you've got to read about this because it's a phenomenal thing. Just immense bravery by the Aussies, immense bravery by the Japanese, if you will, but you've, you've got to go and see this story. So at, at the Kaura Visitor Information Centre, they have this wonderful hologram presentation, and, and the star of it is this girl called Claire. Now, it's free. The holiday, or the hologram theatre, the presentation, is free. And, it, and it's, it's popular. About 60,000 people a year see it. So, again, when we get out on the road, you've got to go to this. So, but the centre has got fabulous things. It's got about 40 varieties of local Cowra region wine. So, if you want some wine, then you go to Cowra. Beautiful things there. You could select a bottle there while you're at the information centre or go out and go to some of the wineries because it's fabulous. So when it's open, it's normally open seven days a week from about nine to five, and it's just, it's fabulous. But you'll love Cowra as a town. <clears throat> Pardon me, you'll love Cowra as a town. But there's so much to do there. You've got Wyangla Dam. Now, Wyangla Dam, you've, you've got to go to Wyangla Dam, but there's so many national parks all the way around there. You've got Canimbla National Park. You've got Gubang National Park. Nanga National Park and Weddon Mountains National Park. Weddon, no G on the end. Weddon National Park. So all beautiful. So much to do. If you're into bird watching, bird watching. That's what Cowra's and it's another thing they're famous for. The Rose Garden, uh, Sakura Avenue. You've got to have a look at that. The Heritage Walk in Cowra. The Garrison Walk. The Lachlan River Walk. If you if you're into canoeing, if you're into kayaking, if you just love tranquility then you take your canoe, you take your kayak because you're going to have a great time. Cycling around Cowra. If you're into bike riding, take your bike with you. The Wyangla Waters Holiday and Recreation Park, you've got to do that. And then you've got the Bloon Fest. So you've got the Aussie Bloon Trek, you've got Bloon Joy Flights, the Derby's Fall Observatory, that's something you've got to do. There's tennis if you want, there's bowling, there's golf uh, everywhere. Uh, there's the health clubs, You've got some hidden gems as well. You've got the Bellevue Hill Lookout. You've got the Farley Beach Reserve. There's Kurawatha Falls. I'm telling you, if you just want to escape, and as I say, it's only about 280k west of Sydney, so you're going to have a, a terrific time there. But the township is fabulous, and, and the town has such immense history, and you've got to go and find out about the Cowra Breakout because it, it's terrific. But the Japanese gardens, the cultural centre there, and you've got art, you've got museums, you've, you've got it all in Cowra, C-O-W-R-A. But the art and the museums there, you, you'll love it. You've got the Cowra Regional Art Gallery, you've got the Indigenous, Indigenous Art Murals on bridge pylons, the Japanese Garden and Cultural Centre, by golly, <clears throat> pardon me, there is so much there, you will love it. You will love it. So if you're just going to have a little slip away to Cowra, and I think you should. And the restaurants there are fabulous. The, the caravan parks there are fabulous. Even the, the, right next door to the tourist bureau, to the tourist office, is a cafe. And even the food there was terrific. So you will have a great time. The kids will love it. But it's pretty. It's just a pretty, pretty, pretty place, Cara. You'll There's so much to do, so much to see. 
So if you're going to slip away to carry, you might as well slip away and have a little listen to Max Merritt as well. So here's Max Merritt and the Meteors slipping away. You enjoy that. I'm Scott Gibbons. We're on the road. The show is called On the Road. Love being with you. And it's so terrific. We've gone national now. We are national on the vast network. We are national. Plus, we come all the way down from Coffs Harbour all the way through to Bathurst and Orange, uh, Kelso, all the way through to the Hawkesbury. It's just wonderful. It's lovely being with you. So here we go. Slipping away, Max Merritt and the Meteors. You enjoy that. We'll be back with you real soon. Good on you.
Uh, Max Barrett, the media was, I know, I know we only try and play Australian music. You know I only try and play Australian music, but Max Merritt, he's a Kiwi. He's one of those token Aussies, a bit like Keith Urban or Russell Crowe. So we adopt him, so we treat him as being an Aussie for today anyway. So Max Merritt, the media is always good to hear from them. Good, good, good music. Now, it is getting colder, isn't it? It is. Have you felt it getting cold? Jeez, I felt it getting colder. So if you're thinking of... of we get released, we're allowed back out there again, and it's going to be winter, so how do we stay warm? So Bold Trailer and Caravan Repair Centre, Bold, B-O-L-D, Trailer Caravan Repair Centre. By golly, they're nice people. So they've given me a list of some of the things that they can do to help you, some of the things that they reckon you can all do, but things that they can do to help you. So if you go to Bold, you just find them nice and easy. Bold, you'll love them, B-O-L-D, tcrc.com.au but you can have non-powered and budget friendly options and they don't even have to fit these for you so unless you're chasing the sun uh, before you reach for a powered heating solution you can keep yourself warm you can you might get a good doona or a blanket uh, some thermal underwear you can add a mattress topper of course you can get an underlay to your mattress to keep warm in bed and you can cook when you're cooking use the oven to add heat to the caravan at the same time and but make sure you've got good seals around your windows good seals around your doors and add some heavy curtains because that can make a big difference and then you've got the other choices like gas or diesel or electric to heat your caravan so a gas heater that's a beaut thing to have that's a beaut thing to have. So they're, they're generally fairly compact and they typically fit under the bed or under a seat and they're a ducted unit. So they run on 12 volt. You use the same gas that you're already using maybe for your fridge or, uh, or just for your normal gas that you're using for cooking and whatnot. And that will heat your caravan just beautifully. But, 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 it does need to be fitted by a licensed gas fitter. So... You can fit it as an aftermarket item, that's fine, but make sure that it is installed for you by a licensed gas fitter. So gas heaters, as I say, they use the same gases in your bottles anyway, so that's fine. So your hot water or your fridge or everything's sorted there already. You've already got the gas installed, I would suggest to you. So, you, But you do need to have good ventilation. 
So when you're using a gas heater, you've got to have good ventilation. Many of them will have an auto shutdown function. So if the unit starts to overheat, it will shut itself down. Uh, so that's a good thing. Now, you can have a diesel heater, and diesel heaters are great. So again, they're compact, and they're great for heating your caravan, and they run on, again, 12-volt power and diesel fuel. And it's easy to carry diesel fuel because you just have a jerry can of it, or there's even special diesel um, cans, if you will, that, that are just screwed back onto your caravan and you, you, you plumb that through. Uh, so diesel's a, a dirty fuel, it's got a strong smell, but when it's burning, you don't really smell it because it's got an exhaust anyway. So they can be, maybe, sometimes a little noisy, sometimes you've got to do a little bit more maintenance, a little bit more cleaning, but by golly, it's a beautiful heat. So, But if you're off the grid, if you're free camping, then they are sensational. And again, they've got an automatic shutdown function to stop the unit when it's overheating. So that's a good one. Now then you can have an electric heater. Now if you're using an electric heater, you're going to need 240 volt. 240 volt, because you're going to have to plug that in. So here's the thing. If you're at a caravan park and you plug it into your main power supply at the caravan park, you're going to be as warm as toast. But just allow that they do draw a fair bit of electricity. So if you plug in your kettle or you plug in your hairdryer, then you might just pop your fuse at the same time. So that's if you've got it on, say, um, the, the double hot. So knock it back to one hot and maybe your kettle and hairdryer will still work. If not, just turn your heater off for a little while, bore your kettle, put your heater back on, you should be fine. That, that part's all good. You can have reverse cycle air conditioning. Now, a lot of the modern caravans have already got the reverse cycle air conditioning and they're fitted into a large cavity in the roof. So that's fine. And they're good all year round. Again, generally, 240 volt, unless you've got a big generator, but you know, just allow for that. But the, the benefits are that you're able to set the temperature you want. You've also got the dehumidifying effect on the air. And the ability, you can run it all night. And that's a lovely thing to do. But you need to be careful if installing a reverse cycle air conditioner onto the roof of, say, a pop-top caravan, because the roof struts of a pop-top or the thinner roof construction, they it often can't support the weight of the air conditioning unit. So, again, you need a licensed electrician to legally install the wiring for the reverse cycle air conditioner, and you need to allow time for the unit to heat up. So they can be a little bit noisy, Generally, you've got to allow for your 240 power supply, but if you go to caravan parks all the time and you book a powered site, hey, what a beautiful option that is. So, you know, when it comes to heating, uh, it's not as simple as just saying, I want one. You've got to work out which one you want, where you're going to fit it, if it's sustainable, is it financially right for you. But if you want to discuss what you want to do, then you just go to BOLD, B-O-L-D, and you give them a call on 02-8544-8114. So 02 84448114. Now, here's another thing. And again, we're talking to Bold about this. And it was with all this self-isolating that we're doing at the moment, what, what can you do with your caravan? Well, they've come up. This is again bold. Great people. <laughs> they've got eight ways to use your caravan while self-isolating. So you can work from home. Set up the caravan as your home office. Uh, Turn off the power, turn on the power to your caravan, use the fridge and the pantry to store additional food and supplies to avoid having to leave home as often. So you can just use that as your extra pantry, as your extra fridge. So if you've got 240, you're fine. So turn the caravan into a parent's retreat because we all love our kids, but sometimes you just need maybe an hour of quiet time, an hour to recharge somewhere where you could just escape your little escape area. So while you can't escape, you can't escape. You, maybe you can turn the caravan into a home classroom. 
so the kids can go to the caravan each day for their school lessons. So that's the set classroom. So they've got a, a routine now. When they go to the caravan, that's the classroom. How clever is that? Year 12 students, you can use that as their quiet study space. So, you know, maybe you've got other kids at home, you've got a year 12, and they need some quiet space. Well, give them the caravan. That's already there. And probably you've already, maybe, got everything already set up there. So the kettle's already in, and, you know, they're not going to get lost. So that's a beauty. If you've got older kids, maybe you can reward them with a sleep out. So the caravan could be their sleep away. They, they can have a little holiday. Maybe you can have a little holiday in your caravan as well, just leaving in the driveway. So <laughs> that's clever. And if a family member's sick, and let's hope they're not, but if a family member's sick, then they can be isolated away from everybody else. You just park them in the caravan, and that's good. So you can set up your entire caravan. You could have a holiday in your front yard. You can relax in your camping chair, have your favourite drink, do your barbecue, sleep in the van, have a holiday. <laughs> I think that's just terrific. I think that's just terrific. You've got somewhere else to make your bed. How good's that? So thank you to Bolt. Go to Bold if you want anything done with your caravan, Bold, T-C-R-C, B-O-L-D-T-C-R-C dot com dot A-U, or you just give them a call. They're just lovely, lovely, lovely people. So here we go. Now, if you're going to do that, if you're going to go out there and, and set up your van and have somewhere else to make your, uh, make your bed, then, then the Easy Beats do that, don't they? The Easy Beats do that. But if you want to give Bold a ring, you just give them a call, 0285448114. But the Easy Beats, what about Make My Bed? Make My Bed, the Easy Beats, I think you'll love this. I think you're going to love this. You get ready to bop along with the Easy Beats. And Bold, you'll love working with them. Just give them a call, 02-8544-8114. Here we go, the Easy Beats. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons. We're on the road. We're on the road together, and we're going to be on the road together really soon. Here we go with the Easy Beats. Try so hard to be a Instead, like I'm gonna die in it. Where did I go wrong? I tried so hard to see. I tried so hard to be a man, a man, a man. See my face, me.
are the easy beats. Make my bed, gonna lie in it. Isn't that so true? We always make our bed. One of the first things you've got to do each day, I reckon. Now, holidays. We haven't had one for a while, and we're only in May now, but Christmas is coming up, so you might want to do some preparing so that you've got everything ready. It's uh, no sense in, in waiting for Christmas to get here and you haven't done your prepare. So what you can do, and, and Jaco and Adelaide were good enough to tell us all of this, that because you've, if you've got kids, uh, and whether they're young or whether they're older, uh, as they get older, then sometimes they're harder to please, but there's some tips that you can do about planning your holiday. And what they've found is that they hear that if you plan your holiday as a family, so that you know that you're going to reconnect and you're going to spend some quality time together and, and there's nothing like being out on the open road with the family, spending time cruising around at a leisurely pace. So the first thing you have to do is to plan your journey. So what type of holiday do you want? Do the kids want to be somewhere for a long time? You're going to do day trips? What, what sort of thing are you, are you going to camp? So uh, you're going to be swimming all day. Do you want somewhere near a pool, somewhere that's play? You're going bush. What sort of excitement do you want? How long are you planning to take? So regardless of the amount of time that you're going to plan to be in your van, it's great to know that Aussie towns and, and the cities, they've got lots of playgrounds, lots of parks, lots of local attractions, and that can help break up the journey for you. So the other great thing about the freedom of travelling in your own van is that you can stop any time. Most times you can just stop, take a break. So if you're cruising along the coastline, you'll more than likely be able to find a suitable beach to stop, take a break, do all the things. But you've got to prepare. You've got to, so you've got to make a list. So weeks ahead, and you could even start now, start writing out what sort of things that you need to take with you. So you've got your, if you haven't got a packing list already, then start making your packing list because you've got plenty of time to do it. And then you can go over that list and you can do some culling and you can do some adding anytime. But it's, it's much easier just to do it now rather than having to panic when, when you know that the holiday is coming up. So preparing early gives you more time to get relaxed, gives you more time to get into holiday mode. So it's not just a military exercise right at that last minute and everyone gets stressed even though you're going on holiday. So there's packing lists. There's packing lists, so you've got, but then you've got to have some fun. So, you know, kids are always saying, <laughs> are we there yet? Are we having fun yet? So there's no, no point in having a holiday if there's no fun. Now, fun can mean different things to different people, different things to different families. So it's your choice of destinations, the activities you plan to do on the way. Are you meeting up with other travelling families that you already know? Are you, are you encouraging spontaneity? And the weather, of course, can play a part in all of this. And, and it all starts with your decision. You've got to have a decision to have fun. So if it's going to rain along the way, have some games on board. So you've already planned that you might have rain. So if you've got board games, if you've got travel games, if you've got a pack or two of cards, if you've got some books packed away for your journey, you don't just want to watch electronic devices all the time. You want to have some family time. And, and some families like to plan each day on their holidays. And that way it's easier to make sure that everyone gets to do some of what they want. And then the parents get to have a better balance too and, and they can balance out everyone's expectations. And, and those families whose work and school life are very highly organised, well, a van holiday is a perfect opportunity to do 
just the opposite. The formula is not to try and cram too much into each day that you're away. So when you're travelling between destinations, you'll find that planning maybe a shorter daytime driving distance mixed in with a longer day where you've stopped, that'll make more time for special memories and that's just going to naturally happen. So there'll be days when you'll need to hit the road early. Like everybody's got to get up, everybody's got to get packed and you've got to get in the car but if you can incorporate less road time, it'll help create a much more relaxed holiday and people will remember much more. Now then you've got you've also got to remember to eat right because when you're on holiday, oh it's all snack time, isn't it? It's it's happy food. It's happy food. So you've got to be aware to still get some fresh air, get some exercise, you're gonna change routine and not just feed the kids and yourselves junk food all the time. Because they say if you just feed the kids junk food, then you're just going to have bad-tempered kids. And, and of course, junk food's very expensive too, so you'll blow your budget. So treats from time to time, where you can sample local delicacies and, and maybe have a treat from time to time, that could be good. And I think everybody does that. But regardless, try and make your, your preparation so you've got plenty of interesting food and yummy food and nutritious food. What did Elmo say? It was sometime food. So you just can't have junk all the time. It's sometime food. I thought that was pretty good. So snacks, you, yeah, you've got to have your snacks, but be aware of the salt content and be aware of the sugar content. But you know all about that. But when you're on the road, if you freeze some water, freeze some water, and then you give the kids that frozen bottle, then they'll be able to drink it along the way. So they're not just gulping it down. If they don't gulp it down, then you don't have as many toilet stops. So that might be a clever little hint for you. And fresh is best. As you're driving around, you'll find that you'll go into many regional areas where uh, the fruit and the veggies are just so fresh. So you buy local. Buy local. There's more chance the food will be in season and it should taste real good and you'll be supporting the local growers. And I think that's a lovely thing to do. A lovely thing to do. But if you're staying somewhere that allows campfires, great opportunity for the kids to learn to cook over a campfire. It, it's, it's a highlight, you know, where, where mum or dad or somebody teaches the kids how to use a barbecue and how to, how to cook properly. It'd be a great thing to do. And then don't be shy. If you meet some other people, if your kids meet some other people, then invite the parents over and have a, a joint meal, if you wish. I mean, that's a nice thing to do and you get to make more friends and who knows, next year you might be going on holidays with them again. So, you know, be prepared to expand those horizons and then you've got to create those memories. So whatever your plans are, your holiday will take on an exceptional journey. You'll, you'll create some wonderful, wonderful memories. So, you know, take your camera. You've probably got your smartphone with you anyway. And, and maybe teach the kids how to do scrapbooking so they can keep a whole, prob a, a perfect memorabilia of their holiday. Now, if you're going to go on holidays, of course, then you've got to be aware to prepare your van beforehand. So that means check your tyre pressures. Always a good thing to do. Check your tyre pressures because you don't want to be telling your van and your tyres are too low. Make sure your wheel bearings have been checked and, and, and the nuts of your wheels have been torqued. That's very, very important. Uh, coupling and lights, make sure they're done. It would give your van a wash before you go. Use a soft brush and proper proper stuff, but you know, do it properly. And the kids might be able to help you do that. You know, they'll love using the soft brush and, you know, you can chamois it off. They can chamois it off so it's all going to be done. Make sure before you do that, of course, that you've closed all your windows, sealed all your vents, everything's done. So don't go hosing the van and then find out that you've left a vent or a window open. Not a good idea. 
not good. <laughs> there is special awning cleaner you can get, so you can have your awning nice and sparkly, and that's done. You might want to check your water filter. If you haven't got one, then get one. Best is the place to get it from, b.e.s.t. Just look them up, Best Water Filters. They're Australian, and they're fabulous. But it's recommended sometimes that you change your water filter maybe every 12 months. Uh, your toilet cassette, there is cleaner for that, so you can use a special cleaner for your toilet cassette. Don't forget to flush your water tanks, flush your water tanks, flush your grey tank as well. If you're going to flush your grey tank, then you, know, you can put some vinegar through that, just a, you know, a bit of vinegar, so that it, it will flush your grey tank out. That's a good thing to do, but your fresh water tank, you've got to flush that too. Make sure that they're nice and clean, because otherwise the water just goes stale. And check all your fuses, check your lights. You know, plug your van in, make sure that your lights are working, your blinkers are working, everything's fine, because you don't want to get out on the road and then find out that something's not good. And we've got the time to do it now, haven't we? We've got the time to do it, and I think that's the thing. So you're going to get out there, you're going to be having a holiday. It won't be long now, but, you know, if you're planning for Christmas about what you're going to do, because we didn't get a holiday this last Christmas, did we? We didn't. We had all the fires. So, you know, you're going to get out there, you're going to have a world of your own. If you're going to have a world of your own, then you've got to listen to the Seekers. And here's the Seekers for you right now, world of your own. Hey, you're listening to On The Road. I'm Scott Gibbons. I love being with you. Here we go. The world of our own. Here's the Seekers. Peace of 
Oh, yeah, we have had a world of our own. And thanks to the Seekers and that world of our own. I mean, we've been locked away and all we can do now is plan about where we're going. And and that's what this show is all about now, is where can we go? And you might want to think, well, why don't we just head up north a little bit? Head up north a little bit. You don't have to go far. You don't have to go far. So you know, if you just jump in your car and, and on, uh, gee, where could we go? I reckon if we head up to the Hunter Valley, uh, through the Great Lakes and through to Foster, that might be a good a good thing to do. So you're going to get some nostalgia on this trip. You're bound to get some great food. You'll find some terrific wine. Uh, there'll be some places to stay that you'll just love, and the views, amazing. So where's a good place to begin? Well, we just head up north and we go to, say, Stockton Beach, which is just north of Newcastle, just north of Newcastle. It's about 160k from Sydney, and you'll be there, and you'll be on the sandy shores of the Tasman Sea. Oh, hey, that'll be nice. That'll be nice. Now, once you're set up and you're around the Stockton Beach area as your base camp, then you can catch a, a ferry across to the Hunter River, uh, or across the Hunter River, uh, onto Newcastle, and then you'll visit the Maritime Centre if you want to do that. I mean, that's a Butte Centre to visit. And then the, you can you can do some nice hours around Fort Scratchley. If you haven't been to Fort Scratchley in Newcastle, you've got to do that. It is just phenomenal. It is, and the history, the history, you won't believe it. And the buildings, it's just... Amazing. I, I was lucky to, to go there, oh, it must be 10 years ago now with Variety, Variety of the Children's Charity, and we had a big night in Fort Scratchley, and we had a wonderful, wonderful tour, and they're a great charity, by the way, if you're looking for a charity support, Variety of the Children's Charity, wonderful. However, if you get the chance to go to Fort Scratchley, you will just be so impressed, because they set up some cannon, they had cannon there, to shoot out to sea in case, I think it was Russians, in case the Russians came by at a certain time. So there you go. But they never had to shoot them in anger. So then, then uh, you'll, you'll go to, you'll see some sifti, uh, shifting sands, about 30 kilometres of shifting sands, which is the longest continuous mobile dunes in the Southern Hemisphere. That's good. Then, oh, what else can we do then? Well, you might want to get, while you're, at, while you're at Stockton Beach, go down and have a look at the Cigna. Now, the Cigna was a ship that got washed up, uh, and it's not much of a ship now, it's just a, a rusting hulk, but by golly, uh, if you want a story, if you want a photograph, if you want to have your picture taken at something super, super interesting, then you've got to do that. That's wonderful. And if you're super adventurous as well, then you, you can hire a quad bike or you can hire a horse and go for a horse ride or sand sliding. It's the thing to do. And if you want to, and you've got to pay for a permit, but you can, you can even go driving. You do some four-wheel driving up and down the dunes. So uh, remember to lower your tyre pressures on that and make sure that you've got low range. But, oh, wonderful. Now, Captain Cook, because this is... The, we're celebrating Captain Cook because without him, hey, we wouldn't be here. So good on you, Captain Cook. Thanks, mate. Thanks for all you did. So his log first records sighting the area on May the 10th in 1770. So May the 10th, 1770. Isn't that wonderful? So you can search out the history of the early days of the European settlement there and learn about the salt works and the iron foundry and the chemical works and uh, where they produced axle grease. Yeah. And then you've got the origins of the tannery and the vineyards. 
and electric light was first installed in the colliery there in 1884. Oh, my goodness me. So even the local caravan park, that's got steps buried deep, deep beneath it, beneath the campsites as old steps. And then you've got the blue waters lapping at the white sandy beaches, the balmy days, the lovely nights. It's just wonderful. And, and so then if you want to, you can go back on the Hunter Valley region and you can discover wines, you'll find museums, you can have steam train rides, the finest food. I did a steam train ride through there with some friends, Catherine and Martin and, and Rhonda, and we had a wonderful, wonderful time there. And then when you're relaxing back in your home, you can just drop a fishing line in. Make sure you've got a license. Make sure you have a license. Just go on to... Uh, go onto the website, uh, just Google in there, New South Wales Fishing Licence, and then you'll work out how to get one. But you might find some flathead and some brim. and Ah, fabulous. Now, while you're staying at Stockton again, uh, make a good plan. There's lunch things there. You can get some supermarkets there, beaut lunch places. You've got a lovely seaside atmosphere. And it's, it's just a wonderful, wonderful thing to do. So you can go to the bowling club when the, when the clubs are back open again. You go to the bowling club, put some money back into the community there because that would be really good. And, and if you want to, uh, there's a, the Irukandji Shark and Stingray Centre at Bob's Farm. Uh, you could even go and pat a stingray there if that's something you'd really like to do. That's probably something on your bucket list, I'd imagine. Everybody wants to go and pat a, a stingray, I would imagine, or many of us. <laughs> Many of us, some know, <laughs> some know. So then you can join in some, some festivities. There's always some food and fun, lovely people to meet. You can have a, a, a trip to Murray's Craft Brewery where you can, you can taste away and do some things there. Uh, so that would be good. You can go to Fighter World at Williamtown on the way north to Foster. That would be lovely. So if you want to find out all about planes then that's the thing to do, yeah. And then Bulladila, there's plenty of attractions for everyone there. Bulladila is lovely. But you'll see jet fighters, you'll have, um, and they've been accurately and lovingly restored. Volunteers have done that, and, and they are just professional. They are so, so good. So there's no barriers to the exhibit. You can get as close as you like. There's even an F-111 there. Yeah, with the swept wing, an F-111. Oh, very, very exciting. And then... There's a SOP with Camel fighter plane, one of the first ever fighters from World War One. That's that's under construction, may even be finished by now, but you can sit in a cafe, have a coffee, do whatever. Again, you do all this when the world is open, when the world's open. So then you've got the Hornet jets uh, flying by. Bulladila, lovely spot. Gateway to the Great Lakes system of New South Wales. It it's showcases the beauty and the versatility of Australia. You've got... You've got family holidays there, you've got adventure holidays, you've got romantic escapes. It's all up there. Whatever you want to do, Bulladila is a winner. Bulladila is just a butte, butte place. So then, then, you, you've got caravan parks there, you've got general stores, everything there. Whatever you want. If you want a beach walk, if you want to go fishing, if you want to take in the sunsets, Bulladila is a lovely, perfect spot. You've got cafes and you've got supermarkets, you've got a hotel. And then you head on along the lakes way which is wonderful. That's on the back road to Foster, and you'll travel along. It's, uh, that's a lovely drive. I've got to tell you, that's a lovely, lovely drive. I've done that drive so many, many, many times, and I still love it. In fact, I was due to be up there for Easter, but again, they pulled the, they pulled the pin on all of that, and it's good, good on them. Glad they did. But 
we'll be going back up there again because it's that good. Uh, and, and then you'll spend some time maybe at Pacific Palms, which is lovely, and Boomerang Beach and Bluey's Beach and all the attractions along there. When this opens up, oh, I tell you what, everybody should have had their paintbrush out over, the, over this break. And when they open up again, it should be wonderful. So about 30k from the turn off to Seal Rocks, you'll come to the outskirts of Foster and you'll, you'll be spoilt. There's so many caravan parks there. There's the RSL and the shops and supermarkets and the beaches are lovely. Beaches are close to town. And once you cross the bridge, and the bridge across from Foster to Tuncurry, Tuncurry used to be known as North Foster, but the bridge across... Once you see the waters there, it's just, it doesn't matter where in the world you've been, you can't not be impressed. You will just be so impressed. The way the water just sparkles there, as you cross that bridge, it's just like diamonds floating on the water. It's just beautiful. So when you cross that bridge, it just shimmers and shines and ah. So you'll have some lovely mornings. The mornings in Foster are lovely. Uh, the, the cafes along the beach there are just terrific. You've got some amazing seafood. Uh, if you like oysters, then away you go there. And there's so much to do in Foster. You've got the dolphin and the whale watching. You've got four-wheel driving. If you want to do that at Tuncurry on the beach, and there's prawning and crabbing, and there's uh, you can go to the fish co-op and get yourself some fish. And if you want to, uh, there's some sand islands there, some sand islands. You're just going to have... Some unforgettable memories. And, and so that you've got memories, take your camera with you, take your smartphone with you, do all those things. Lakes Way, you'll just love it. It's just wonderful. It just gives you a wonderful world. So it's like it's been tailor-made, if you will, for caravanners or motorhomers. And, you know, so if you're going to go there, like when this thing opens up, make sure that you book. Make sure that you book in because it's going to be... I would imagine everybody's been bottled up for so long, they want to do it. But we start the trip off. If you're going to do that trip, then you're going to start off in Newcastle. If you're going to start off in Newcastle, then you've got to have the Newcastle song, haven't you? Bob Hudson did that for us. And this is the Newcastle song. If you haven't heard it in a while, get ready, listen in, because there's some really good laughter. I bet you you'll be singing this all day. I bet you you will. Here it is, the Newcastle song, Bob Hudson. And that just took us all the way from Newcastle, all the way through to Foster and Hay. What a beaut trip that is. And don't forget you've got the Hunter Valley too with all the wines there. The Hunter Valley is just, if you get a chance to go to the Hunter Valley, just for yourselves, a wonderful region to go to. But here's Bob Hudson, the Newcastle song. Hey, enjoy yourselves. Gee, I love being with you. This is Scott Gibbons. We're on the road. Love being on the road with you. It won't be long before we're on the road again. Here we go. Don't you ever in Newcastle they have very strange mating habits. All the young women of Newcastle walk down the main street, which is called Hunter Street, for reasons that will become obvious later on in the song. All the young men of Newcastle drive down Hunter Street in their hot FJ Holdens with chrome-plated grease nipples and double reverse overhead twin cam door handles. They're sitting eight abreast in the front seat and they lean out the window and say real cool things to the sheilers on the footpath, like, uh, g'day. And every now and then, of course, one of the young ladies thinks to herself, Ooh, she thinks, Ooh. Don't you ever let a chance go by, oh Lord, don't you ever let a chance go by. Don't you ever let a chance go by, oh Lord, don't you ever let a chance go by. Any 
Anyway, there was this mob of blokes driving down Hunter Street in the front seat of the hot FJ with chrome-plated grease nipples and twin overhead foxtails. And the coolest of them all, who got to sit near the window, was young Norman. They pulled up outside the Parthenon milk bar, and standing outside the Parthenon was this beautiful-looking Sheila. Oh! Oh! Said young Norman, who'd come top in his class in English. Oh, he said. So he leaned out the window and, and he said real, real suave like he said, uh, G'day. This nine foot tall hell's angel came out of the Parthenon milk bar. Looked at Norm and said, oh, what are you? Norm said, what are you? Black on the footpath said, you want to go to your mate, eh? Norm said, yeah, you want to go, mate. Black on the footpath said, yeah, I'll have a go. Norm said, do you know who you're picking? The bloke on the footpath said, no, who am I picking? Norm said, you find out, mate. <laughs> and all of a sudden there was a break in the traffic. And as any young Newcastle lad knows, when you're getting monstered by a nine foot tall hell's angel, and there's a break in the traffic. Don't you ever let a chance go by, oh Lord, don't you ever let a chance go by. Don't you ever let a chance go by, oh Lord, don't you ever let a chance go by. Don't you ever let a chance go by, oh Lord, don't you ever let a chance go by. Don't you ever let a chance go by, oh Lord, don't you ever let a chance go by. The Newcastle song, I'm, I'm laughing, I'm laughing. I think that's a terrific song. Just ter and I can't drive through Newcastle without singing that song. Cannot do it. Now, this week I did uh, what I asked you to do, what I suggest you do, and that is go to your caravan and open it up, go through all the bits and pieces, check it all through. But most importantly, what I did was I opened the windows, opened all the vents, uh, ran the blinds up and down, uh, ran the water taps, charged the batteries up with 240 uh, used my amphibian, which is what you do when you when you plug in, because it, when you try to connect your van, which is 15 amp, to your household's 10 amp, you know it doesn't quite work. So what you have to do, a lot of people wrongly, wrongly, and it could cost them hugely if they get caught or if it blows up on them, they just try and jerry-rig an adapter to go from 15 to 10. And that can, in the industry, it's called a death lead a death lead. So you could, you could do damage to yourself, uh, you could do damage to your home, you could do damage to your van. It's just not worth it. So the solution is simply just to buy an, what's called an amphibian, A-M-P-F-I-B-I-A-N, amphibian. So they've made adapters exactly that, to go from 15 to 10, plug it into your house, plug your caravan into its proper lead, so it's got a 15 amp plug on it so you can go bang so plug it into your 10 plug it into your 15 everything sorted all done so the amphibian are really good people and and they're made in australia so you'll get them from uh, any caravan shop any caravan place amp a m p f i b i a n dot com dot a u wonderful wonderful people now we should have been we should have been oh, i was so excited for it i was so excited 
But it didn't happen. And that was the Sydney Caravan Show was due to be on this week. And, oh, man, I was, ah. Anyway, it didn't happen. But it will happen. I'm sure that they'll bring it back again so that we can all have our little caravan fix. I hope so. One of the things that people who are buying a new caravan aren't aware of, if you've got one with a toilet, don't use your normal residential toilet paper. Uh, use a one or two ply. You'll find it in any caravan shop. You'll even find it in some of the woolies and various places around. But it's the cheap one, the one and two ply, because it breaks down so much easier. So when you go to your dump point, you're not all clogged up. So that's important. The other thing is, if you're new to this, when you're filling up your water tanks, don't fill up your water tanks using your normal garden hose, because uh, all you're going to do is taste of plastic. Taste uh, nasty. Good for the plants, not good for you. So you've got to go and buy a water quality hose and you'll get that again from your caravan supplier uh, or, or any of the caravan shops you know they sell the bits and pieces they'll have those for you but you want a designated water hose now it's not just a spare garden hose that you haven't used for anything else this is a designated because you don't get the plasticky smell going through another thing to put in your kit is a grease gun pretty inexpensive pretty inexpensive but a grease gun could be one of the things that saves you one of the things that I've been finding out lately is a lot of folks with their ovens, they think that the heat from an oven might be uh, not necessarily smooth all the way around, equal if you will, all the way around. So what they're doing is putting in a pizza stone in their oven and the pizza stone heats up to basically the same temperature all the way through. So they reckon their cooking is better. Another thing for you to check is, do you know, I know in your caravans you've probably already got a fire extinguisher and you should know where it is and you should know how to and this is something for you to practice how to take it out how to remove it and how to use it because it might be that you need to use that if not for yourself for somebody else and you don't and let's say it's two or three in the morning you don't want to try and grab that thing not know how to get it out of there and then not know how to turn it on you know, you're a bit late to go and get your glasses then and, oh, hang on a second, just tell the fire just to back off a bit while I read this and read the instructions on how to make this work. So, how do you use your fire extinguisher? And another thing you've got to be aware of, hey, it's Mother's Day coming up. Mother's Day's coming up. Now, what are you going to get her? Now, there's a couple of things, a couple of things, because emergency kits, you know, your, your first aid kit, that's something that you've got to consider. Has she got, has your mum got, have you got a good one? Have you got a good one? Now, take this down. Get your pencil handy and write this down. Survival First Aid Kits. Survival, S-U-R-V-I-V-A-L, first, F-I-R-S-T, kits, K-I-S-T-S, dot net, dot A-U. Survival First Aid Kits, dot net, dot A-U. Now, they're an Australian company. Wonderful, wonderful people. But they sell their survival kits, their first aid kits, all the way around the world. And they sell them to major people. So Continental Tyres buy theirs. Snowy Hydro buy theirs. Volkswagen buy theirs. Um, uh, Rural Fire Service. New South Wales Health. Queensland Government. They're the ones that... Because they've got the good stuff. Now, they'll give you free delivery worldwide if you've got an order that's $90 or over. They give you a terrific guarantee. Their customer service is outstanding. You've got multiple payment options. And they've got things that you need. So I reckon you know that's just a brilliant thing. Now, another brilliant thing you might want to consider is Ugg boots. And if you're going to buy Ugg boots, this is something you've got to be really, really aware of. If you're buying Ugg boots, you've got to buy 
Australian. Got to buy Australian Ugg boots. Can't not buy Australian... Well, you can. I mean, you can buy the Chinese ones, but who wants those? So you've got to get a proper set of Ugg boots. And, and you get those from a butte, butte, butte company. So I'll give you all the details on them. They're up near... Uh, Thornton and Warners Bay, which is Thornton's near Hexham and Curry Curry, and, and Warners Bay's near Charleston and Katara. And you'll find that their name is, again, use your pencil, Mortals, M O R T E L S dot com dot A U, Mortals, M O R T E L S dot com dot A U. So if you want to buy your Ugg boots, if you want to buy your sheepskin, seat covers, all the things like that, Mortals, they're Australian, they actually make, produce, in Australia, using Australian cheap skins, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I think that's good. Yeah, some people, some people, I think this is lovely, I think this is a lovely thing, have been saying, love your show, which, and I say thank you to that, really, really thank you, but they've said, can we get a podcast? Well, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Now, again, get your pencil out, and I'll give you the, the details on this. So this one's an easy one. So there's other ways of doing it, but this one's an easy one. So you go to hawksburygold.com. So Hawksbury, H-A-W-K-E-S, B-U-R-Y, gold, G-O-L-D, dot com, hawksburygold.com. Just go straight into Hawksbury Gold, go across to podcasts, click on the road, put an arrow on my face or whatever around there, and then about 30 shows will pop up, 30-odd shows. Now, and you can listen to those anytime, anywhere, basically, as long as you've got internet, and you can share them. So I think that's terrific. You can do that. That would be terrific. I, I think that's a beauty. So don't forget... Just just to recap, your toilet paper, one to two ply. You've got your water hose. Make sure that it's a designated water hose. Not just a hose that you use for water, but a designated water hose. So go to your caravan supplier and get a water hose. Get yourself a grease gun. Consider using a pizza stone. Make sure you know how to use your fire extinguisher. Update your first aid kit. Update that. And I think that's important. And if you're going to do that, then you, you do the proper one. You do the proper one. So you go to survivalfirstaidkits.net.au. Mother's Day, I think that's a good thing to update, but you can go and get mortals, M-O-R-T-E-L-S dot com dot A-U, get their Ugg boots, and you can get them in kids' sizes and teenage sizes and adult sizes, and you can get them in different colours and lots of styles. So just go into the website and have a little look, because they're Aussie, and I think that's terrific. And if you're going up north, then of course you can go to Thornton or Warners Bay, and that's lovely. So you've got all of those there for you, and I think... I think we're just about at the end of the show, but if we're going to be at the end of the show, we better have a good song. Now, what's happening is that the world looks like it's coming back together. The world looks like it's starting to shine again. Everything's going to be lovely, and we'll be able to step back into what we like doing all the time. If you're going to have step back, then you've got to have Johnny Young and Company. So what about Johnny Young and Company? We'll finish the show. Johnny Young and Company, step back. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons here. We're on the road. You're on the road with me. I'm on the road with you. We'll be on the road together real, real soon. In the meantime, you have a great week. And to all the mums out there, thank you for being a mum. You're just terrific. Without the mums, none of us would be here. Thank you, mums. Okay, you enjoy. I'm going to miss mine all week. Okay, see you again. Bye. Take the mile now.